everyone. It's me, Jill, along with me, Karen Prince, and this is the GeoTrip, our podcast that explores the unexpected ways that geoscience underpins all of our lives. And this week, we're talking all about volcanism in the Caribbean. It's a literal hot topic. And by literal, we mean there is actually the eruption that's currently going on in the northern portion of St. Vincent. So before we actually start the podcast today, I just want to extend my heartfelt condolences, thoughts, wishes, and I'm definitely looking forward to helping my fellow Caribbean people within the region who've been affected, especially the nationals of St. Vincent's and the Grenadines. But so yeah, volcanoes have really been making headlines a lot recently with Mount Etna in Italy. And Dr. Prince set me up and gave me the Icelandic <laughs> volcano to pronounce that I have never been able to get. <laughs> but I will let the expert tell us a little about that also. And of course, the very close to home eruption that's occurring in St. Vincent. Being Caribbean, we're no strangers to volcanoes, as you may not realize that the Caribbean has a rich history of volcanic eruptions. We currently have 19 live volcanoes. And here to help us take this trip down into the inferno is Davisha James. Davisha is a geologist from the island of Dominica. No, not the Dominican Republic. She earned her bachelor's in geology from the State University of New York and her master's in earth science from the University of Northern Colorado. To date, her work has focused on volcanology and planetary science. And recently, she has worked with the University of the West Indies, uh, UWE, Seismic Research Center, and the Montserrat Volcano Observatory. And she's really interested in the overlap between geology and the humanities. And the nature island of Dominica, she enjoys spending time there hiking the trails and um, just exploring all that her island has to offer. Hi everyone. Uh, Thank you for having me as a guest today, as your first guest, I think. Yeah. You are definitely the first official guest and I'm super excited because, hey, we have that Colorado thing in common. I am currently toughing it out here as we get ready for more snow. Right. You're at School of Mines, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, you are definitely in my thoughts with all of that snow. Well, we will move away from the cold and the snow and talk about volcanic heat. Um, We have a couple of questions, but of course we want this to flow naturally because this is your forte your niche area um and I I think both myself and my co-host would love to just learn more hear more and exchange ideas with you and our community that's joining us on the geo trip uh Dr. Prince would you like to start off yes certainly so Davisha Tell us what got you interested in its science and specifically in volcanoes. All right. So my interest in earth science, I think really came from um, my environment growing up. So uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, I'm from Dominica, um, the nature island of the Caribbean. We have um, a lot of great outdoor um, and environmental activities, but we also have um, nine of those 19 volcanoes in the Caribbean. 
And I think when I was learning about um, geology in school, I was just drawn to the field that felt the most applicable to my life. So that is how I got interested in volcanology. Um, the planetary part came in because it was just very, it was very exciting, it was very cool. Um, so yeah, I think my environment played a really big part in my interest in becoming a geologist. That's so cool. I mean, I literally tell people all the time that Dominica 767 is my second home. Um, some many great friends are from there. I visited many times and I love the island. The topography is amazing, but really? I mean, yeah. it's also very crazy when you think about like, there's so many lush parts, but then there's like the desolate part. Um, and that's because of the volcano activity. So can you tell us a little bit, um, now that you're in the professional leg of your career, like, what does that mean to you? What does being a geologist mean to you? And you're coming live from Dominica right now. So like being home, like what are all the feels with that? <laughs> yeah, it, um, it definitely has affected the way that I look at a lot of things at home. Um, I have been hiking a lot since I've been back. And now on almost every hike, I think about the geology of the landscapes that I'm looking at. So I went out this weekend and spent a lot of time looking at the rocks that I was walking over. It makes me, oh, wait, I forgot what the question was. I lost my train of thought. Can you, can you repeat the question, please? Totally, I know I sounded like overload, almost like it was an exam, right? I was just asking mm. you to tell our community a little bit about what your role currently is and what does being a geologist mean to you? Right, um, being a geologist right now means that I get to explain to um, people at home what the environment that they're living with, um, what it means, like why things look the way that they do, um, how they can best live with the environment that we're working with because I've realized that a lot of people don't really, they were not aware of the geology of the island, um, the geologic history, and we don't really think too much about it besides, well, every now and again, we have a few earthquake swarms or we have a boiling lake that we can hike to occasionally. But yeah, I've been, I've been answering a lot of questions about the geology of the area. And yeah, I think my role at the moment has just been in explanations, which I really enjoy. <laughs> Certainly a big part of being a geologist, explaining <laughs> the world around us to people who have lots of questions. So for those uh, who may not be aware, and you certainly touched on that in your previous response about that awareness, um, can you tell us about some of the history of volcanism in the region, both in terms of kind of the formation of the Caribbean archipelago 
and some more like recent historical eruptions. Sure. Okay. So we can start with the formation of the islands. So we are located at a plate boundary where um, two plates are colliding. The South American plate is colliding and sinking beneath the Caribbean plate. And um, the part that is sinking or subducting contains a lot of oceanic material. So that melting oceanic plate rises through the plate above it, which is the Caribbean plate. And when that melted or molten material comes to the surface um, as volcanoes, it formed the islands that we live on now. So there's a north to south arc of volcanism along the Eastern Caribbean. And yeah, that is a result of the subduction zone. So what you're saying is the lava that we see from volcanic eruptions is actually melted bits of oceanic rocks, oceanic crust. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because of the tectonic environment that we're in, the, the material that we get, the magma that we're working with is different from the volcanoes that we would see in Iceland because that is an environment where it's a rift environment. So we get a lot of lower silica content volcanoes that are um, runnier and thinner. So they will flow a lot further before cooling. So we get the long um, lava flows in Iceland um, and in Hawaii, which is also a different um, tectonic environment. That's a hot spot in the middle of an oceanic plate. Yeah, so Iceland, certainly their volcanic eruption looks a lot different to what we're seeing in St. Vincent at the moment. Right. Yeah, so in St. Vincent, we don't really see the same sort of features. You'd be more likely to see dome building events because the lava is so much stickier and thicker and it doesn't flow as far, so it's more viscous. Uh, because of the higher silica content. So it will almost congeal and glob up together. So we'd have more explosive events. So Davisha, I'm going to actually pause you right there for a second. Um, yeah. Because you and Kyron got into some topics and I just kind of wanted you to take a moment and share with our audience like the difference between lava versus magma. Um, so that, you know, they can learn a little bit more about the terminology and when it's applicable. Um, and then we can talk about the type of eruption that we're actually seeing coming out of St. Vincent. Because, I mean, you know, this is super exciting on a scientific or ge geologic front, but it's also very nerve-wracking on a humanities front. And I know you and I both have that in common where we, are, we enjoy learning about the process but we also focus on the humanities component. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about the difference between lava and magma? And yes, when we use it? so magma is molten material that is still below the surface. And the lava 
is a molten material that is at the surface. So if it's in the ground, we call it magma. And if it's at the surface, um, we can see it. We can just look at it with our naked eye. That would be lava. Perfect. And so a lot of people were, especially doing from a science communication aspect and helping people understand things this weekend online um, via Twitter and other social media accounts. A lot of people were like, so why am I not seeing the lava? Why is it not as pretty as Iceland? And you just explained that's due to the tectonic setting. Um, so the material being ejected that we're seeing, do you mind explaining for them in plain language what they're seeing and what and then we could possibly touch on some of the hazards of this material right so the material do you mean the plumes that are coming up right now yeah like the yeah like what are they properly called those flows oh okay so i don't know if anything has happened recently this afternoon but there have been um explosive eruptions um from Sufria and St. Vincent um, that has generated some really, really large plumes. And at first the material was settling out and coming back down as ash, which is covering uh, much of St. Vincent and also drifting over to Barbados and now it's making its way to other islands. And I believe what happened early this morning, I think, was that there was so much material ejected at once that it couldn't stay buoyant in the air. Like it collapsed under the force of gravity and came back down with so much force and started flowing down the mountainside as pyroclastic flows or pyroclastic density currents. Exactly. I've been, I forgot about everything else and I've been following the live footage and that's exactly what's going on right now. So I know we don't have any visuals in front of us, but just kind of thinking about it, where the red zone being the high hazard zone and the green zone being the lower hazard zones, can we touch a little bit on what potentially these hazards are or how, how are communities impacted by these flows now going down the side of the terrain and stopping in valleys where we have elevation and so forth? So in general, all of the island, as well as other islands have been affected by ash and material settling out of the plume. So the green zone doesn't mean that it will be unaffected by anything from the volcano. It just means that relative to things like pyroclastic flows, it's the safer part of the island to be. The red zone is where, red and orange zones are where those more destructive hazards are expected to be concentrated. And um, yeah, the pyroclastic flows are a major force of nature. They're very, very destructive. They can bury everything in their path. Pyroclastic flows do sound dangerous. Uh, is there any inherent danger or hazard associated with just ash falls? Yes, yes, there are um, a lot of hazards associated with ash falls, which 
Um, the UESRC has been doing a good job of reminding everyone and um, sharing what those hazards are and um, what the best ways to best, best ways are to work with the situation. Um, there have been reports and videos of roofs that have collapsed under the weight of the ash, trees and downed power lines. There's been, or there's expected to be a lot of damage to vegetation and agricultural crops from the ash. It's definitely a major concern. Is it possible, before we wrap it up, that you could tell us a little bit about when a pyroclastic flow or a density current interacts with water, what happens? Because if you think about it, we're on an island, so chances are you'd have one of these flows touching the water. And I believe that actually happened like an hour or so ago. Uh, the water as in the ocean? As in the ocean, yes. Sorry. Oh. Um, I believe they just keep going <laughs> when they when they hit the ocean. Um, they can fan out around the the bay or the, the river system or surface that they were running off of. But I haven't yeah, I didn't know that one extended to the ocean recently. Yes, I saw that information coming out of um, the UE informatics that they're sending out. And so when, I mean, these flows are extremely hot. So when they touch the water, is it true that it heats up the water also? Um, that, that environment that it's kind of covering? Because like you said, it just keeps running until mm -hmm. it runs out. Yeah, so they can definitely... Um flash boil, I think that's the term, um, the water that they come into contact with because they are super, super heated materials. So they will just um, keep flowing out over the ocean and there'll be some more steam as they keep moving from the water being converted to, to gas. When we think about volcanic eruptions, we tend to think about lava as being, you know, this kind of major hazard that we have to worry about. But it seems like even in an eruption like we are experiencing now and that the hazard goes well beyond just hot lava. Post-eruption, this accumulation of ash, can that pose any hazards in the future? Future hazards from ash, aside from the length of time that it will take to clean up um, and the potential devastation to agricultural crops and livestock. Yeah, I think just rebuilding um, the infrastructure that has been damaged by ash. And that's if there aren't any um, long-term health effects at that point. It isn't great to breathe in ash. Is there any risk of mud or mud flows developing with that accumulation of ash as well? Yes. So there's a high intensity rain events or just um, high volume rain events. There is potential for that ash to be remobilized as lahars or mud flows. Sounds like we have a bit to go before we can declare that St. Vincent is safe again. So in right. terms of 
like other places, other Caribbean islands, we have nine active volcanoes. Is it nine active volcanoes on, on Dominica? Yeah, there are nine volcanoes that show signs of activity. So not all nine of them are erupting or giving emissions or creating earthquakes every single day, but we are aware that there is potential for future activity from any of them. So on, a, on an island like Dominica, what does volcano preparedness look like? Well, it could look like a lot of things. That's a really good question. Um, I think education is really important, awareness and outreach so that each community knows their volcano or volcanoes as the case may be for some of us and knows what, what to expect. And if the situation starts to change, then how to prepare themselves, um, where their shelters would be, what their emergency plan would be, what the evacuation routes are, things like that. I mean, Davisha, you've just shared some super fascinating information, reinforced some of the things that we've heard or been hearing. So I have to ask you, because I know you mentioned at the start and Kyron mentioned in your bio, all the things that you're interested in. So where do you see Davisha, the volcanologist in the next five to 10 years? Uh, that, that is a great and slightly stressful question um <laughs> i don't know i don't know i am i'm exploring a lot of things right now i'm taking a moment to as you mentioned in my bio think about the overlap with the humanities and um, see where that takes me i think yeah say 10 years five years feels really short um in 10 years i hope to still be in the region, hopefully in Dominica, doing work that I feel is really important to me and working with the communities that I love. I mean, perfect, because yeah. a lot's always unknown. So that gives us a good question to wrap up with before we hot potato you. And my question is, what's one piece of advice you'd like to give someone interested in becoming a geologist or more specifically a volcanologist? The advice that I would give them would be to look around first, because I know it can be hard sometimes to figure out what your options are in a particular region, especially if you're interested in staying in that region long term or um, working there in the future. So I would definitely advise them to contact local organizations or departments of government that employ geologists or work in environmental fields. So like forestry departments, um, offices of hazard management and disaster mitigation, planning, like anywhere, and just start talking to people and see, see where that leads you. Gotcha. So definitely do the research, figure out what you really are interested in and then start going down that road huh yep and so with that we have decided that 
even though we're doing these technical topics and using our plain language summary, we kind of always want to end on a note of joy and just um, community and bonding. So we'd like to wrap up with the critical session called Hot Potato. Are you ready? Okay, I, I think so. <laughs> Perfect. So I have to ask you, where is your favorite volcano located? Oh, that is a hard question. Um, <laughs> hmm, I think I'm going to stay close to home. And uh, yeah, I'll pick the Valley of Desolation area as my favorite volcanological feature because that includes the boiling lake and we have the second largest boiling lake in the world so yeah it's a fun fact for your hot potato section the valley of desolation sounds like a must visit location <laughs> it is yes it's not as scary as it sounds <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know the valley of desolation is actually located in dominica 767 the nature isle so my next yeah. hot potato question is Team Triple K or WCK? Wow. Wow. <laughs> um I am going to I'm going to have to say um CK for this one. I feel like it's going to put me in hot water when this airs, but yes. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wanna know who you're rolling with. Yeah. Karen. <laughs> you're gonna have people dragging me, but okay. <laughs> All right, so easy one. Uh, how do you like to decompress? Uh, I like to decompress by hiking, uh, doing yoga, reading, or watching TV. Mm, interesting. So uh, what's the last thing you watched or binged watch? So right now I'm re-watching Bob's Burgers. I think I'm somewhere in season seven right now. And I'm really appreciating all of the effort that they put into the puns on every episode yeah bubs bubs is the absolute best classic stuff classic stuff mm -hmm. you love puns so i know you're gonna agree with her that bob's burgers <laughs> is great burger of the day i look forward to that sign like bubs, yep. bubs is one of my faves yeah they really they have to think of at least three for every episode and i really <laughs> i appreciate the dedication yep so um, you mentioned reading as well. What are you reading right now, if anything? So right now, um, I'm reading a few things. I'm reading I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying by Basi Ikpi, uh, which is a collection of essays about um, the author's life and um, mental health. I'm also reading Ring Shout by Jilly Clark, which is a sort of reimagining of, of history in the American South where members of the Ku Klux Klan are actual monsters, like they're honest to God demons. And it is scaring me a little. So it's, I'm taking a while to get through that one. Um, have you done Lovecraft Country by chance? Sounds like you may be. Yeah, I watched it. I haven't read it yet. It's good. It's good. Definitely good. All right. So, um, wait, I, wait, I got to pause you guys. Did you read Lovecraft Country? I didn't. I watched it. 
Oh, no, no, no. Dr. Prince, I'm asking. I'm about no, to. No, oh. no, no, no. Um, I watched it. Oh, okay. I thought he was trying to upstage us. I was like, wait, did you actually read? Because I did not read the books. I, mean, I watched it all. The series was okay, but the book, my goodness. <laughs> mm, <laughs> okay, you are goes. a book snob. That's, that's how it usually goes. Certainly feel that way about Lord of the Rings, but that's a topic for another day. Yeah, I have never been able to get through those. Wow. Um, yeah, I think you're on I'm, your own there. Wow. Yeah, I'm just giving people more content to drag me over. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? I'm going to stand in solidarity with you since I put you on the spot about CK and Triple K and say that I never got into Lord of the Rings either. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, this has been amazing. I wish we had more time to chat with you, um, but I know you're also very busy. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. This was a very fun conversation. And for those who would like to get more in depth or ask you questions, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter username is Davisha, D-A-V-I-T-I-A-A. So there's an extra A at the end. But yeah, you can reach me over there nicely. <laughs> uh, Dr. Prince, if people wanted to find you about Lord of the Rings, where can they find you? At Dr. Kyron Prince on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. And for those who would like to find me, you can find me at The Geotrip or you could find my diatribes on 90 Day Fiance and other geology related content. But again, thank you community for joining us. Wishing everyone, everyone a great day and our condolences, our thoughts and our prayers are with the people of St. Vincent and the Grandines and all our, all our fellow Caribbean um, family members who are being impacted as this eruption continues. Thank you. Certainly. And remember, if you're looking for current up-to-date information about what's happening in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, be sure to follow Nemo SVG and UE Seismic Research on social media. Yep, that's exactly what I was about to say. Um, there are a lot of people saying a lot of things that are not necessarily true um, about St. Vincent and other neighboring volcanoes. So please only listen to the experts that are on the ground and whose job it is to give updates about this volcano. Please just wait for their updates. Perfect, a great note to end on guys. This has been amazing. And kudos to the teams out at NEMO and UE Seismic, the informatics have been great. All right, see you next time.